0: Craig Hogan, and you know, of course, who he is, and I and a number of others have been researching and coming to better understand the greater reality of which this entire physical universe is just a small part, the more completely we've come to see that what we experience as human consciousness is in fact the base creative force that continuously manifests all of reality. That force is an energy-like potentiality that exists in a range of vibrations, from the lowest, which is fear, anger, hatred, every other ishy emotion, to the highest vibration, which is perfect love, happiness, all of the happy, happy emotions. That's Emotions are, are in other words, not just an artifact of being a human being. They are the very force that continuously manifests everything you see around you. and. The primary reason why we keep entering lives in this material reality is, and this may in fact be the only reason the universe exists, is so that we can learn how to work against negative emotions and toward positive emotions. That's why we come here. That's why we keep coming. And eventually we will learn enough and grow enough spiritually to be able to get beyond it. I have told you before, you can make this your last earth lifetime or you can continue for another thousand lifetimes. It's really up to you how you use this lifetime well. And part of what we do here is talk about how to do that. Now, you know that I use the teachings of Jesus since the churches don't use them, I use them. And what we have found is they may be the easiest, certainly they're the oldest. They may be the most effective way, too, to raise your spiritual vibration. But they're not the only way. There are Eastern methods which work extremely well. And I've gotten to the point where I want to know what those Eastern methods teach us and how we can use them in a comfortable way. So I've had some guests, as you know, in recent months who've talked about Eastern religious practices and how we can use them to raise our vibration. And today, for the first time, I'm going to show you someone who uses those methods and gets to exactly the same place where Craig and I and so many others have, have basically arrived, um, using the teachings of Jesus, which to me is extremely exciting. I'm very, very happy that we finally have found someone. I knew it was possible, found someone who does exactly what I had hoped someone would be doing with these teachings. So, our guest today. I, I'm trying to think how can I make this big enough. I should have a little trumpet here. Our guest today. <laughs> sorry, that there she is. It's Dr. Allison J. K. She's. A, this is just a little little blurb about her. She's very widely educated and widely traveled. Oh my goodness, you wouldn't believe. Um, and she's an energy practitioner, and natural healer. That's that's how she books herself. She's going to focus on helping people thrive in mind, body, and spirit. She studied subtle energies and ancient wisdom in Asia. She was there for 10 years talking about studying it, she lived it. And for years she has taught yoga, meditation, other aspects of of what she has learned with a specialized focus on energy medicine, mind-body fitness, holistic health, health and the chakra system which I zealously avoid. But she has done all of those things and it sounds big, but where she has arrived is just where I spoke when when at the start of this program what I spoke about all that exists is this energy which we experience as consciousness, that's all that exists. It, the, it vibrates very slow and low at, in the negative energies, it vibrates very high. She calls it joy, I call it love, it's the same thing. We have done nothing together, she and I until today when we have had our first giggle, but She's been doing this her whole life, and she's arrived at the same place using entirely different sources. There I rest my case. If you can come at the same truth from so many different directions, then it is truth indeed. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about this. She says her special mission is to support the next higher evolution of the collective and create changes for the health of the planet and those who are ready to unleash every part of the magic that is within them. Amen to that. She's mm-hmm. created what she calls the vibrational upgrade system, and she hosts an Activate Your Magic monthly program, um, which is synced with the potency and support of the moon. Oh, my. She that's what, she asked me when this would be running, and um, I told her when it was. And she said, oh, so it's just after some the equinox or some such thing i I said fine i don't even realize there is a really moon out there um She also offers what she calls group clearings and activations, all these wonderful things that many people need, and I can't give them. But here's someone who comes from the same kind of understanding, who can. Her signature program is called Magic Manifestation and Money Flows, my goodness. And she tells us that it facilitates bonuses, huge life-changing events in all those areas. Um, she offers her more advanced clients, her vibrational upgrade mastermind group, a certification program and international retreat programs. And this is not even her latest book. She was telling me ahead of time she has one later. So we'll have to do that at another another um, uh, session. The book we're going to talk about today is called Reasonable Dragons, How to Activate the Field of Possibilities Where Logical Magic is the New Normal. I love that title, Reasonable Dragons. I mean, they all should be reasonable. Shouldn't we all be reasonable? But I love the book. It's short. It's to the point. It's easy for Westerners to read and understand and not be put off by. And it arrives pretty much exactly where we have arrived in using the teachings of Jesus to try to understand reality. We're seeking reality here, wherever we can find it. And here she has come to the same place. So I am thrilled to be able to welcome today uh, the, the wonderful, wonderful Allison. God, welcome. I'm so glad you're with us. This is going to be so much fun. Hi, Roberta.
1: I am just in awe. So hi, I'm Dr. Allison J.K. That's the full Name. Um.
0: <laughs> we're already on first time, first, first name basis here. I can totally see why
1: you said that about *Reasonable Dragons* being the right book for you to have read after what you just said in the intro. So, what do you want to ask?
0: Well, I hardly know where to begin. But most times, we have a when we have a new guest, people like to hear what brought you to this place, what made you start get started. I mean, you've spent your whole life doing this research. What? Why? <laughs> Why
1: the heck? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love this. it. I love it. Okay, so I'm age twelve or so. I'm out back on our swings with my mom, and she says to me, "Allison, you have such a natural uh, ability to understand people. You should consider going into psychology." Just briefly, well, I think this is important because it, you just talked about this in your intro, Roberta. I'm, I'm going out in the woods every day after school with my older brother. I have two younger brothers too. Um, to the point that we'd be out in all the woods and around my house, my mother would have to ring a cowbell when it was dinner time. And I know that might sound um, archaic, like who lives like that anymore? I'm not that old, you know. Um, yeah. But when, when we were out in the woods, my brother would jump on the already broken tree limbs, and I'd be just connecting with everything, just feeling like I was home, uh, and 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 seeing the aliveness interacting with the trees and the leaves that were in the breeze and the critters skidding above the stream or the creek however you want to refer to it, a smaller less than river what body of water and like on the ground or the floor of the forest the clovers and the critters like that just go along the floor of the forest and so I, I, I never felt disconnected it, just, it was like an enhancement and so then in my teen years I started to later on in my teen years, write in a journal and nobody suggested that. It was just like this natural inclination and it was a way for me, I learned later and as I taught later and still teach this, the journal writing was a way for me to bring forward my higher self's voice and connect yes. guidance more, yeah. So those two things were happening prior to becoming a psych major. Very connected, uh, very intuitive and, and bringing it, you know, and having a tool already to know how to bring through that guidance. And my guidance told me, by the third semester of as a psych major, uh, this doesn't get it.
0: Everyone, as you're he- hearing this, you're thinking guidance. You're saying, well, wh- how come she gets guidance? I don't get guidance. We all do. The difference is that... At Allison very early in her life learned to pay attention to and listen to her guidance um, you you you've been guided from the moment you were born you have a guide and maybe many guides who, who are taking care of you and love you and uh, they also are helping you to live out a life plan she planned this before she was born and it's clear to me seeing you i sort of identified with it actually because I, you know, I read your story and you 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 sort of kept playing dodge em cars with things you were trying things and then they weren't quite right and then you were we're trying something else and you gradually zeroed in on this wonderful, wonderful course that you've taken and anybody can do that though. I want everyone to know that that's not something that just happens to certain people. It happened to me too, but only because I was also paying attention. As I keep telling people, I mean, this is all Thomas's work. I just sort of come along for the ride. Sorry, go ahead. I I get you. I identify you with you so much just because your journey looks like my journey. And I've seen very few people who have been as obsessed to follow this very unusual journey that each of you, each of us has been on independently, you and I both.
1: Yeah, it is. It is unusual. And and I know that I never took a course. I I have found it important in the last year. Uh, My guidance has been really strong, my intuitive Voice that I know not to listen to, because like the few times, literally the few times in my late teens or early 20s that I listen to it, chaos or mayhem. Yes. Still so, yes. early on, I was aware, like, OK, this is a good thing, this voice. And, and don't go against it because, wow, what you have to pick up afterwards. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I would. I, so it was hard for me not to follow it, basically, because I knew better pretty early on. Um, right. Yeah, and so I pieced together this all. You're right when you say that I tried things like the psych major, and then um, and and looking. So what I ended up saying was, you're not teaching me to the psych department, what it, how to be the happiest, most thriving version of ourselves. And Instead, you're teaching about capitalistic application of the psych. Oh I'm, yeah, <laughs> and, right. And, you know, it, yeah, it was just too heavy. It wasn't all about it wasn't about thriving. And I I, I had that sense, that connection of, of presence of spirit of all that permeates the life force that permeates all of life behind the trees, behind you, behind Sam, behind me, behind any listener out there. So I was already connected to that sense of there is something behind life that allows. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: exactly. I had a voice speak to me when I was eight years old, out yeah. of a light, and I knew from that moment on there is something, as you say, behind it, something behind the curtain, something more that we can't see, and that's what you discovered too. I mean, it's yeah. just such a parallel journey. I love it.
1: Yeah. yeah, it really is. And so I wanted to know what it was. So fast forward, I, I worked politically in campaigns to get people elected. So graduating my bachelor's, I move out west ultimately with a degree in English Lit. So I was studying society, society, politics, mass communications, and humans psychology through an art form. English Lit and creative writing had been my focus. I moved out west from the east coast of the United States to go for my master's in that. And I wrote stories instead of taking the GREs to get in. And, And so while I waited for the news to come in about me getting in, I had synchronistically had this job offer to go and work as a political consultant and an organizer for getting people elected to both the state and federal level who were going to write, not just vote for protecting the, earth, but write legislation that is environmentally conservatively geared. So I thought it was extremely logical. I loved what I was doing. I was so passionate about it. I rose up through the ranks like a rocket. So... Um, I, it was stressed they would put me in more and more uh intense races i was in the state of california so the first during the primaries i was i helped get the first Latino woman elected to the california state assembly who ended up saving the last patch of green space in the la basin and so i mean that was the plan we get people elected who are going to you know conserve the planet so when it came to general elections i was totally needing some tool I had already taken yoga in uh, college. I was already going to the Chinatown in San Francisco, already reading the I Ching. So I already had in, pre- in my co- in my undergraduate school itself had like a Buddhist pagoda hidden out in the woods that I only found out about soft- starting, I think, in sophomore year. The first Westerner or American to write about mindfulness came out of my uh, undergraduate school. So I, I had influences bringing in that Eastern influence. And then I moved to San Francisco and spent a lot of time in the Chinatown. So I um, found I was walking through a bookstore, regular bookstore not in Chinatown and this purple book fell off the shelf landed at my feet and of course I was like <laughs> a- <laughs> Yep <laughs>
0: this is how this is how your guides get your attention. I I've, I've got stories like this too.
1: Yeah, if you're doing it proactively I find I say this a lot like others people need crisis uh, in order yes. to yeah, so we won't get into that quite yet. Okay, so I, I the book's on meditation, and so I picked that up immediately and started doing it. And I and I had the hubris because it was such an some might call it hubris, but it really was such a natural fit. Like it was very familiar to me, meditating that I ended up teaching it like within a year and a half after learning it. Um, not quite that soon, but it feels like it was that soon. It's probably like within five years. Um, okay, so I leave. The campaign season's over. I had done that job for a couple of years, and wanted a break. And I traveled overseas, came back to the states afterwards. After living in a couple of different locations for a couple of different months at a time, got my master's. Got done with my master's. As I was finishing, I got my first energy medicine modality under my belt, and I was doing the job hunt and found that whether it was an out out of the system NGO, nonprofit, or in the system local or federal EPA, you know that feeling of when like you're pushing. Doors yeah, are not yeah. opening easily. It wasn't coming together, that thing. Yep. <laughs> yes. I attention to it, and I said, okay, what are you trying to show me? And so what I got was it wasn't time yet. The marketplace in society itself wasn't ready to shift into non-fossil fuel reliance. It just wasn't time yet. So if we were going to have the shift that was going to help protect our planet and so that we can still live – it was going to have to happen one consciousness at a time.
0: That's exactly what we teach. Exactly. I love this. Let's talk about something very specific. You said the shift began in 2012. I think we all know that's the when the Mayan calendar ends, all of these things. And by golly, you know, what I discovered was... From 2012 on, suddenly when I was speaking before a group, I wasn't looking at a bunch of blank faces. Suddenly everybody's lights yeah. were on. It was the weirdest thing. I yeah. absolutely agree with you. It started, the shift meaningfully started in 2012. That's a great description.
1: Thanks for that. I really, that means something to me, what you just said. It, but it's
0: true. I know. I, I <laughs> totally relate. I really do. It's wonderful, and you—you you say wait, one of the things you—they this is this is typical of this book. Everyone they—they, they, she and I have had two different paths, so we talk in two different ways, but we're saying the same thing. Well, one of the things you say is we're shifting from a mind vibration to a heart vibration. Very true. From my perspective, what I tell people is it's all mind heart, but the ego gets in the way. And so once we vanquish the ego and the ego gets out of the way, we can, we can work mind, heart very effectively. So we're saying the same thing, but it's different, just, just using different words. Um, which to me is very exciting. As I say, I love it. You know what I love? I love
1: in this moment right now, sitting here, listening to you and your beautiful consciousness and heart find our similarities. So many people, when they are more of the ego mind, as it's called in meditation, in yoga, ego dash mind, because the identity is seen as a part of the mind. And that's part of what hooks us, the identity level, personality level of ourselves. So people are more ego mind and less heart and less of an awakened consciousness and involved consciousness like you. They'll look for differences.
0: Yes. (laughs) How dumb. (laughs) Really. (laughs) Instead of the unity. Right. Yes. Yeah. You say that the ego's based life and power over others is is up now. Oh, my goodness, that's so true. It's all about power over ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's so profound, and that's exactly what I teach. Once you raise your own consciousness vibration, everything changes in your life. It's all you—you you, you can't help as you say. You say you can't help laughing all the time. It's true. You can't possibly be getting any happier, and then you get even happier. It's just—it's just so amazing. Oh, wonderful. So, yes, I, I talked with your book quite a bit as I was reading it because I so much agreed. Here's something else, everyone, that you're going to – I'm sorry I had to take over from you, but I want people to see what a great book this is. Yeah. <laughs> you, say, you say there are two false science-based assumptions, and these actually are the basic two. Number one, everything is separate from everything else. Not true. Number two, emotions are private. You say they both violate Max Planck's insight that there is a matrix of connectivity. Exactly right. I talk about poor dear Dr. Planck all the time. (laughs) (laughs) it's true i just (laughs) love the man he's so adorable actually and and they both also violate some of what we're learning from many different sources now is frankly true we're learning this from everywhere it's no longer something that is esoteric maybe comes from eastern teachings the same thing can be found in the teachings of jesus the same thing can be found when we research the afterlife it all is the same and we are all so deeply connected that there isn't even a line that separates us. It's so wonderful. Okay.
1: So I know you already experienced this, but to the listeners, you know how when somebody, um, you're thinking about somebody all of a sudden, and then a text or a message comes in from them or a call within 15 minutes, that's an example of the interconnectivity.
0: Yeah, it happens all the time, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: yeah. right. You can work with it. And so... There's so many directions I could go right now. Um, from what you just did, what do you want me? What direction do you want me to go in?
0: Well, um, I, I, I want to talk about some of your actual ideas. Um, the 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 point of the book, really, is is getting rid of the blocks that that exist. And I don't do this nearly as much as I should. I don't even try to do it because I haven't had them in my life, so I, I don't understand or recognize them. But talk about some of those maybe. What are some of the things that keep people maybe people who write regularly listen here or people who listen to you that keep people from from understanding the experiencing this ultimate connectedness and the fact that they you know you do have the power to raise your vibration what are some of those those blocks well one of the
1: things that i got into in reasonable dragons is you st- saw the discussion. And by the way, it's funny, this is the only book of my four that is on audible.com. And people love listening to this because I had just finished leading retreats over in what's known as the heart chakra of the planet, because yes, the planet also has an energy distribution system. And I uh, had I was really, really high because I had just given so many attunements to so many students. And so I receive as you know, as any energy medicine practitioner does if they're doing it the right way. Instead of the old way, which is it's coming from me and I'm taking on the person's thing. None of that noise. So I was high and light. and I was I had set it up with an American-based person in a studio over there. And so I was in a sacred spot. I was really high. And, and, and I have people who pay five figures to work with me. They're getting access to so many clearings and activations. And yet they still go back and listen to that because they love it so much. So that really rocked my world when I was told that last bit. So it's on audible.com, it's dragons, and and one of the things that I started to that I had never done yet out in public in any of my writing or, or, or talks or whatever was um, initiation in the sense that you can spin like the Tasmanian devil and stay like circling yourself and chasing your tail until you get to a certain... When you have an opening and in that opening, that's where you start to work to come out of who you thought you were and become more of who you really are. And so that sounds really intangible. What I
0: mean, let's <laughs> get <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of down into the weeds with everybody. What, what, how, how do we get through that? So the way that I've seen
1: it, I already alluded to a little bit earlier when I was saying I, it seems to me like a lot of people need crisis. What I was seeing like around, I saw some of the earliest things for more advanced people happening around 29. And then I around I came back to the States in 2010 after the decade in Asia, teaching at an international school and an administrator and then studying all of this on the side and traveling and staying over there and learning on weekdays at night after the gym and then on weekends. So my whole life was geared towards Becoming a Qigong teacher, becoming a certified yoga teacher in meditation. Wow. (laughs) Good for you. Going to monasteries, learning that like in a monastery, the biggest room isn't the room. The biggest amount of real estate on a monastery isn't the where they meditate. It's classrooms where they go into dialogue, talking about the sutras. Sutras is a version of like what's in the Bible, the verses. So dialogue about what was meant so that was eye-opening for me. I mean, I just, I would do my, sometimes my, uh, my runs behind one monastery in particular that was just beautiful. Um, so I, I was, it was a point of direction to learn about consciousness and how it works and how consciousness and subtle, our subtle energy system or the chakra column interact to then help us lighten up our vibe. So it evolve and expand and get more in touch and more led by our soul, our heart and our guidance system so yoga translated from sanskrit to english means to yoke with and what that means ultimately is above our heads to yoke with first our own higher self as they call it capital h capital s and then even further above our heads to ultimately yoke with the divine so that our consciousness gets shifted so that we have more access to that connection and the voice that's connected, intuitive guidance that's connected to that higher version of ourselves and even the divine, rather than what am I gonna do about this person who makes me annoyed kinds of focus my yes. mind. Right. So a block can show up as there's two different ways I can answer this, Roberta. One of them is is that if somebody if somebody is having like the people were coming to me in 2011 and these were more advanced folks and they were aware something was starting and they were like I-, I usually am so happy and light and i feel like this gray cloud around my head and these are people who have been on the path for a while and i had quite a few people saying this to me and then around 20 after 2012 i started fielding a lot of people coming into my me and my business and platform with multiple crises somebody oh they, right yeah you want to add to that <laughs>
0: no, no, go ahead go ahead. no but i i can identify i it's 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 very hard sometimes to see people suffering and know how to help them but not be able to get there and actually help them not be able to get quite through to them no it's not their time yet to to become whole i mean it's it's it, this is this is not for sissies this work that you and i do
1: no, but it's the work that everybody needs to be doing now. And indeed, if if everybody was more proactive about this, we would have had yes. COVID last less long. Oh,
0: right. everything, everything would be better. <laughs> it would be, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would only. What, what, what? Um, talking about in Camelot, it only rains uh, what for one hour a day or something like that. Everything would be better. You'd be. <laughs> there's no way to even begin to talk about it. But we, we you and I will. We're, we'll do this again and we'll talk about what's at stake and where we're going, but, but continue. So, so basically what we're, you, you can help people then to, to get rid of the blocks that, that um, you can help them find what's in their way and then help them um, uh, get past it, break through it. Yes.
1: So there's two different versions. There's people who are proactively seeking like many of you listeners at, as Roberta and I spoke about who is listening to this, so I could frame it. And then there's people who require the crisis because they just don't want to proactively seek. And that,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, they, they have something to deal with now that they so they have to put off whatever greater things there are.
1: Yep. Yeah. So it could be um, a physical issue. Like I had one client who became a student of mine, uh, getting attuned and, and, and becoming an energy medicine practitioner herself. Her husband had some kind of physical issue and he consulted Western medicine and a bunch of different times and they led him astray she knew one of the biggest turning points in the gradual increase as people get trained with vibration upgrade system in the higher levels one of the biggest pivot points is coming out of where you want to help somebody and they're not ready and you kind of say stuff to them anyway, rather than yes. pulling back and directing a more concentrated power towards people who are already saying, yes, please. It's a huge, huge reframing. And it, it, it really, I watch student after student do that pivot. I mean, retrain them to only focus on people who are choosing it already rather than hammering at people who are just aren't there because
0: yeah. that's between
1: them, their soul and the divine. Um, And so this guy – so she didn't say anything to him um, other than, hey, try this essential oil one time. She was (laughs) really conservative with him. And so the first thing thing non-Western was hemp, some kind of – the CBD oil. And from there, he keeps having um, situations with Western medicine where it's not getting healed. And I just recently heard something about and in my first book, I talk about this. This is the book I wrote my 10th year. It started as my dissertation for my PhD over in Asia. I, it became What If There's Nothing Wrong, my first book. And I go through this, how Western medicine's really good at trauma, really good at surgery because we have the boys with their toys. And then when, and just recently, doctors are coming out saying one of the lacks in their training is how to deal with chronic conditions. And it's not to medicate. It's not like keeping your blood pressure low through medication is preventative medicine. What I do is preventative medicine. Yes. So when people hit that that threshold of crisis or maybe mom dies, husband or wife leaves, so divorce is happening and job loss happens, they need to understand, like when all of that hits at the same time, they're looking for help and guidance through it. And that's when the ego is able to be collapsed enough. For the person to go into
0: Yeah, hopefully. Wow. Yeah, no. It's this. I I have I've talked with people who and, and emailed with people who have been in these crises, and I understand it. it's a very difficult thing. It's wonderful that you help them. Are there less expensive ways that people if if someone's thinking you know, gee, I think I could use her help? Are there less expensive ways than than five figures for them to get involved? Yeah, there's all
1: sorts of different levels. Heck yeah. I mean, I do part of my service since I return monthly, no matter what is going on in my life, I have a free monthly call. Um, and that's on my website, vibrationupgrade.com to the far right, new, begin here. Um, and then the next level up is under $100. And that's the Activate Your Magic program. And it's a delivery of one of the four components itself it should be $97, frankly. Um, I say that because I used to do one of these four things you get from Activate Your Magic. Realized how much it was, how much I was doing, pulled back to twice a month. Still then pulled back to once a month because it's just so much healing. And that's only one of the four things you receive. That's great. That's that's terrific to hear, I have to tell you. Yeah, so- I'm not, not going to, I make it accessible choosing so roberta let me answer because i feel like i can perceive a question you have so if somebody has a um realization that they could let's take a woman who's in uh, wants to start her own business and she is procrastinating and um she's researching and researching and, and and taking more classes and getting more certifications and not really starting a business front-facing to have people get served by whatever her offering is. That then could could come from, let's say, an imprint from mom or dad, where women, let's say mom didn't speak up a lot, dad did a lot of the talking, women should be not heard was kind of in her mother's mind. And so from zero to two, we don't have any separation with our parents. We're what they think and feel we do at age two, yeah when we start saying no that's the separation and the beginning of the formation of our identity in our ego mind our ego self and so from two to eight we're busy looking around asking how does it work here on planet earth and we observe things and then we have conclusions and they go into the unconscious so in this example i started a woman could make the conclusion that, oh, women are supposed to be seen and not heard. So she could ultimately, when attempting to start this business, not be able to speak easily about her offer.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> right?
1: So then yeah. I I, go, I I identify that on her behalf. She had no idea. That's typically how it works. They're aware that they're stuck somewhere. That's what they know. And then I come in and, and tell them what I see. I'm shown and and I have a nickname Hawkeyes, this intuition of mine it's just unbelievable in a way, so I'm so blessed with that, so then there's people who are more wanting to reach their potential and this is another, so that was an example of a woman wanting to reach her potential, that was an example of a block but if somebody is thinking everything's okay, everything's good in my life what I understand about where we're moving is humanity now And I've always asked this question, how do we have the most thriving, joyous lives and and live up to our potential? There's at least 85 percent. That's the scientific quote. I feel like from everything I've seen from the thousands and tens of thousands at this point, people I've worked with through the years, it's more like 90 to 95 percent of when we are making our daily choices of what to do, where to go, what to wear, what email to open, what email to skip, who to call, who to respond to, what to action out on our to-do list. For example, up to 95% is habituated. It's in the unconscious and subconscious, meaning we don't hear the conscious choice. So you know when you learn to drive, how you say put foot on brake, put foot on gas? you have
0: to think about driving, exactly.
1: You don't do that anymore, right?
0: No, nobody does, right. So that goes,
1: have mastered something and you don't need it in the conscious mind. It goes into the subconscious. So between all these unconscious beliefs, I'm hearing some people refer to them today as unconscious biases and imprints and conditioning and stuff that's happened in other lifetimes like karma or contracts. That like a woman who I'm working with now, she was once in a religious order and um, really austere, had vows of poverty. And so it was radical for her to allow herself to buy something for herself that she wanted. And the joy that emanated helped her her health from on. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. So if we're clearing out our what I call back of the house consciousness, our unconscious and subconscious, if we're just sitting there receiving clearings without having a big problem in our life or without being stuck, then we're having more consciousness or life force released to be awakened at the front of the frontal lobe or the front of the head consciousness where we will hear the thoughts so we have more consciousness at our disposal to be less inhabit in robot mode and make more conscious choices and hear more guidance so in a moment we can catch energy behind that email and say yes whereas instead we'll know to not go into that email or not action out that thing on our to-do list because it's not time yet because we are that able to be present in the moment instead of on robot or her- habitual mode. And that, this is how we thread in our lives a much bigger, higher vibration, one choice at a time. Does that help?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, I think everyone is because we're we're unique. Really, we all are. Um, everyone will will resonate slightly differently with the various things you've said, but some of them will really catch on each person's mind some part of what you've said and i think once we are open to to trust a teacher it could it's, it's so much easier for that teacher to help us to open further and um i'm sure that's why what you're doing has been so successful because when when people begin to open to you and you have such a lovely personality i'm sure they always do um i it, it's it's probably quite possible for them really to um make the leap that's necessary Well, one of the things that you said that I want to mention, too, um, is important. You said the mind doesn't create, the creator creates through and with you. I would say it slightly differently. I would say your guide is creating through and with you and your guide is channeling the creator. But it's the same thing. I mean, I am fully aware that I never write any blasted thing on my own. And it's I'm accepting it now that I don't have the ability to write anything. But I think everybody is the same way, don't you? I mean, all of us, if we open to spirit, we can become the channel, the creator's channel through our own guides to do the creator's work.
1: Well, there's two ways I can answer that. First is when I am teaching and attuning students to have more access, to speed up the process of having more access to their their guidance. Let's just leave it as guidance right now. Uh I tell them, let's not get hung up on like I just did with you. Let's not get hung up on if it's a team of guides, if it's. Yeah, right. Exactly
0: right. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, really in the system so yoga differs i teach both yoga and qigong so i'm steeped in both traditional chinese medical teachings that um are based on taoist teachings who, which created the yin yang and as a yoga teacher and yoga goes a bit more um into the subtle energy where it identifies ether for example as one of the elements whereas okay. in traditional chinese medicine they don't identify ether it's, it's a bit more crude more physicalized so in the yogic teachings that teaching I just talked about with the higher self, yeah. that, that's in a chakra above the head or right at the top of the head. And then the connection to the divine, the chakras that are more connected to the divine are higher up. So there's like a systematic way to understand how this progresses. And so, yes, everybody, everybody has, whether you want to call them your own guardian angel or a team of guides, everybody has chakras. Everybody has and in. I won't go there. And everybody has this capacity to um, connect in with their guidance increasingly so that, yeah, it's a matter of the mind. So It it was interesting because I was asked to then go back and create a psychology course as an elective in the international school I taught in, and then later I taught AP Psych, so I was able to revisit some of the basic Psych 101 teachings in the West as a person who understood energy medicine and uh, meditation and what I was seeing was this development of how the ego mind is a, an, an identity level of self, and how people will think that that's who they are until yes, right, yes, until either an opening happens, somebody dies that they love, and they want to understand, just like the work you were they want to understand how to access, connect where their loved one is. Yes. Or yeah, so there, it, what I'm saying is that unless somebody chooses proactively to access this guidance then, uh, and, and, do the, and, and gain tools which, with which they can do that more easily, which I'm saying I've learned those tools, that's what I was doing over there for 10 years um, in a more systematic way, then some kind of opening in their lives has to occur to go beyond the ego, the identity, who they've always thought they were, the physical. And when they do that, that's when it becomes easier to hear the guidance, and so that's when, like, you can have your to do list and you can have your inbox of emails, and you can know your mind can be leading what to delete. And so, what I teach one of the examples to help dis- distinguish here what I'm talking about is on your to do list and in your inbox, it's possible that if you would be tuned into energy and ask, is this thing ready to be actioned out on yet? You get a response that means a yes. I could go into that, but it doesn't seem relevant right here. Or it, or it seems too advanced right here. Or you get a response that you feel you perceive as a no. It could be you're getting information that that person's away from their office this week. They're on vacation. So go to that other task, because that will be more yes. fruitful. Yep. Right? So it's not, I don't teach this stuff so that float out of your body i'm a personal trainer as well i teach this stuff so that you can we can thrive here in our bodies and help as we expand and uplift and are less dense and less angry and less fear-driven we don't impact others that negative way and we don't impact our earth so that's the the big thing and so when you're saying you're asking me about the creating through me it feels like people like that idea I talked about earlier when I was seeing all the doors close and I could sense that this was not the right. path. Yes. And yeah. Exactly. Right. It's, it's that. And, and and it's able to be spirit. You can let yourself become who you're meant to be here. I could stop there for now. You know, I mean, You could live out your life from your personality level where you're basically repeating what your parents in society of birth and where you grew up conditioned you or you can be basically creating your life in connection with something higher than you that really has you on purpose and on your path and fulfilled and knowing that this is inherently you while you clear out the stuff from other lifetimes that's no longer relevant or this lifetime where your soul evolves and then you do have a choice about do I have to return? There's a thing in yogic culture, a yogic teachings called samskaras. And each of us are born with like two of them, maybe sometimes three, where they're core level behavioral patterns that are our area where we have the most difficulty evolving beyond, where they trip us up the most. And it seems from all the research I've done, from all the work I've done, in, in helping people on this path, it seems like in those two or three sticky points, that's why we incarnate in a body, is to evolve our soul. It's called the Wheel of Dharma in the East, yep. to, move, to move beyond where we were previously not evolved beyond. So yep. it's, so in allowing our, the creator to create through us and in merging with our higher self, and having that more present and making our guiding our choices rather than the personality level self where you're just closed off. Um, that's the way to evolve and that's the way to make the most out of why you're in a your body in the first place. If you, I don't mean to sound like I know as an authority because ultimately I can't know until, you know, I mean, like I ultimately I don't know. Ultimately nobody knows. But from everything I've researched and, and perceived and have done, it's that which I just said.
0: Wow. I was going to ask you to sum up this, and you summed it up better than I could have ever imagined you're doing it before I even asked. You must be a mind reader. I have a feeling you are. I so- am. My- <laughs> I have to. That's what I say. When people react like that, Roberta, I say that's what you're paying me for, is to lose your mind. <laughs> I pay you anything? which is even better. I'm getting all this for free. Thank you, my <laughs> dear, so much. Um, so, All right. So you're we- – with- you have other books. Tell just just the, the, the little thumbnail sketch. What are your other books? The first one's What If
1: There's Nothing Wrong. It is the biggest book. It's 116 pages and it is a text really um, wow. that people I wrote it from the perspective of why is it in the West that we don't go beyond the physical? Why do we have difficulty in, with the spirit and with uh, consciousness when over half of the rest of the world recognizes that the invisible holds more power than the physical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that up pretty well though. You were, there was a second one too before reasonable dragons, right? Vibrational upgrade, a conspiracy for your bliss and the subtitles,
1: easing humanity's evolutionary transition. And that one, I had a radio show for two and a half years in 2011 voice America asked me to do a show around the Mayan galactic alignment for December 21st, 2012. And I was like, what? I'm not doing anything in my business what do you do with this. Why would you ask me to do that? I mean, I was taking private VIP clients to the Mayan ruins in the Yucatan on private retreats, but I wasn't, that wasn't public facing. Um, right. So it was interesting that they came in. And so I listened to my guidance and then said yes, 48 hours later and had that and interviewed specialists not only for my first book, but also around this alignment and, and in the yogic culture, um, Yogi Bhajan, on calls it they call it yugas eras are yugas and um, 2012 was the marker of an end of one yuga and the beginning of a new one astrologers too the piscean age ended in 2012 and we've been moving into the aquarian age so it's not just the mayans apparently who understood that 2012 was a marker of the end of one era so fast forward 2019 i'm down in mexico at uh outside of mexico city that's mayan but then was taken over by the aztecs and I we hired a guide, a native guide, and I, this is now seven years later, and I'm asking him, what's your understanding of the old era versus this new one? And he said, well, the old era is one of destruction, the new one is one of construction. So I write about that in my second book, Vibration Upgraded Conspiracy for Your Bliss, and I, that's the book I really go into detail about the chakra system and how our bodies are, every chakra, it is a an intersection of the mind, the body, and the spirit, and our systems are designed for bliss, as long as we don't muck it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, big, big <laughs> if, right? Exactly. And so, the fourth one—do you want me to talk about that after reasonable drag? Let, well, there's one more coming out, and I think we ought to um, do another interview to talk about that one. I think because we've come really to the end of our time, so let's okay. save that for next time. Stay tuned, everyone, because our friend Allison is going to be back. <laughs> Now your 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 websites are allisonjk.com, but you also have vibrationalupgrade.com? dot com. Yeah, book will get you to
1: my website. And my Allison's with one L, A L I S O N, middle yep. initial J, and then my last name is K A Y. So uh, if you go on Amazon for my books too, you got to use my middle initial J. There's another Allison K on there, and she does not write about what I write about. <laughs>
0: It would be, yeah, that would be kind of a shock. Well, that's all right. I think that's, no, that's wonderful. I am so glad you were here. I can hardly wait to read your next book. I have to say, everybody, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a guest's book more than I enjoyed this one. I kept saying, I kept nodding. I kept saying yes. I kept waiting for her to screw up, and she never did. She really never did. She knew exactly what she was talking about. You you say that, what what was this great thing you said? You, you said that that you are... A detective figuring out the universe's clues. And if I were going to describe my life, that's exactly probably what I would say. That's why my, my, web, my webcast is called right. Seek Reality because it's that's all we're doing. We are trying to understand what's really true and not what someone believes, not what some religion says. Yep. And so uh, that's why I think I resonated so much with your book. We're doing the same work. Bless you, dear. Yeah, likewise, Roberta. This has been just lovely, your enthusiasm
1: and your reception. And I just, yes, more, please.
0: <laughs> well, well, we're going to do this again. But everybody, meanwhile, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. And I'm so glad you were here to enjoy this with Allison and me. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you get what that means, it changes everything in your life for the better. Now, next week, we have another treat for you. Cyrus Kirkpatrick will be here for the sixth time. Cyrus, Cyrus the Explorer, is a brilliant young man. He's only early 30s, believe it or not, and he's already lived several lifetimes. He's one of a kind. He is an epic and fearless astral Traveler, and he's a traveler of the world as well. And for those who are unclear on the geography, most of reality is what we now call the astral plane. It's much bigger than the material universe, and it's a a tiny little part of it is our afterlife. But most of it is really—you talk about the Wild West. This is this is a tremendous Wild West, where all of us go many many nights. We all go out of our bodies every night. But many of us will spend a lot of time in the astral and, and travel and we have no idea what we've been up to when we come back into our bodies at two in the morning, which is why you wake up then, by the way. Um, you think it was a dream. It was coming back into your body. It shocks your body awake. I know a lot about the astral. I've talked with people like Cyrus. I've read the trilogy that was written by the late, great Bob Monroe. And I know actually only enough about it to be dangerous. Um, but Cyrus Kirkpatrick is one of the world's leading experts on the astral plane and a lot of other things. And we're going to have fun catching up with him next week. <laughs> and we're in for a wild ride. That Just, just uh, you know, come prepared with your seatbelt on. This week, we've been talking with the wonderful Dr. Allison J.K. She is an experienced practitioner, as you can see, of all the various kinds of ways to help people live their own best lives. I won't talk about... I don't talk about chakras there's a lot of stuff she does I don't talk about but she understands this stuff and it is it is a real thing I want you to know it's a real thing it's just that I've try to keep it simple we're we're teaching different people at different different with different needs and at different levels but we're teaching exactly the same thing this book that we've been talking about today is called Reasonable Dragons, How to Activate the Field of Possibilities Where Logical Magic is the New Normal. And I loved it. I enjoyed it. And it's short. I like that first book, which is 400 pages. This is like 150 pages soaking wet. It's not very long, but it is really full of meat. And I think if you read it and if you know something about the work I do, you'll see that it's the same thing, just from a different direction. What greater proof could you have than that? That this really is true. What Allison and I are working on from different directions is true. And you can use it to live your own best life forevermore. I, it's because it's such a short book and it's so entertaining and so true. I think everybody should have it on their shelf. Again, it's called Reasonable Dragons by Dr. Allison J.K and we've come to the end of our time we actually have no time left so I'll just say it's been wonderful having you here today this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality knowing that you are a powerful eternal being and you, most of all in the entire universe you are infinitely loved you've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.